Welcome to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast with C.J. Mahaney and Jeff Perswell. This podcast is devoted to helping ordinary pastors with the extraordinary privilege and responsibility of serving God's people in their local church. And now, here's the podcast with your host, Mickey Connolly. All right, guys, welcome back to the Ordinary Pastor Podcast. Looking forward to being with Jeff and C.J. again this month. And uh, we're actually going to continue a little bit on preaching because we haven't talked a whole lot about an important part of both preparation and preaching once you're standing in the pulpit, and that is just dependence upon and the role of the Holy Spirit mm. in the whole preparation and preaching process. Mm. So, Jeff, kick us off. Well, I mean, obviously we are dependent upon uh, the Holy Spirit, uh, both for our own... Um, our own engagement uh, with the text, with the sermon in the moment, our own sensitivity uh, to the Spirit during the sermon, um, obviously the effect of the sermon in people's hearts. Um, I, I think the bulk of that dependence, uh, the bulk of uh, our preparation for that as much as we can, which is inviting the spirit or our prayer for that that that's for me i put that in the category that's my heart work throughout the week and in particular the morning of uh, um this sounds so uh, i'm sure it's the experience of us all but you're just never more aware hopefully you should never be more aware of your dependence than prior to preaching um, I'm particularly aware in those moments. I know that apart from Christ, I am nothing and can do nothing, John 15. Um, I am dependent on illumination for myself. I'm dependent upon uh, Him to provide illuminating power to the words. Uh, this is God's Word, and I'm dependent upon Him to speak again as I hopefully, uh, faithfully exposit the Word. I'm dependent upon... Uh, him to uh, apply that word. I'm dependent upon him to, uh, to, uh, for his presence to to be there. The the, the preacher, uh, w- when we preach God's word, we are because it is God's word, and because God speaks through His word, we're mediating His authority. But it's also true that where God's word is, God is, and so there's a sense in which the preacher. And you say this with fear and trembling, but there's a sense in which you're mediating. The, the presence of God as well, and so uh, I, I am. So th- those are all the realities that are filling my my prayers, Lord. Uh, I, I am humbling myself. I am acknowledging my need. I am also cultivating expectation, um, cultivating faith, not uh, because of His promises, the promises that yep. He gives. And yep. so, you know, what's the role of the Holy Spirit? Well. He is sovereign. He is going to act, and he is faithful. My aspect of yep. that is desperate prayer throughout yep. the preparation, and in particular that morning. My main, th- I am just wanting to be, um, I- I'm wanting to be abiding. I'm wanting to be dependent. I'm wanting to be expectant. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my soul, by the grace of God, by the Spirit, I'm trying to get my soul in that place so that when I am there, I am 
I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just aware of my weakness, but I'm also expectant. And then I can just mm. preach in faith. That's yep. what I want to do. Yep. And I think that pleases God yep. to preach in faith. Yep. Because you're trusting Him. Uh, you're not trusting yourself. You know you can do nothing. So, desperation. <laughs> yes. And expectation. I mean, after parenting, <laughs> there should be no activity where one feels more desperate <laughs> than in the that in preparation for preaching and in the actual uh, preaching event. And so one is and should be aware of one's dependence. I, I, I would just say where, where I think I have grown over the years is, uh, I think in my earlier years, I spent an, an excessive amount of time just communicating dependence and need. <laughs> and I, I have found actually uh, the addition or filling out faith with confidence in God's promises to bless the preaching of his word because of his care for his people has filled out my prayers more. So the dependence component certainly remains. Um, but in addition to that, and possibly more important than that, is, is just cultivating, as Jeff said, that expectation that through the reading and preaching of God's word, God will draw near to his people because of his love for his people and his care for his people. I would also say in the earlier years, I think I spent too much time uh, just introspectively examining my heart and, and my motives. I haven't completely abandoned that, but much less time. And, and normally I just acknowledge, Lord, I, I know my motives are mixed. Uh, have mercy on my mixed motives. It, it, but it doesn't help me to, to be preoccupied with my motives or trying to sort them out or what percentage of them exists. Uh, and I also normally just acknowledge, and I, but I do thank you, Lord. The miracle of regeneration is evident in my life. I really do desire to glorify your son. I really do desire to serve your people. I, I'm, I'm not doing this to draw attention to myself. The, the, the purpose of this isn't to receive encouragement afterwards, and I'm grateful for that. That, that is obviously a, a miraculous work of, of, of your spirit in my life. So that, that can inform my prayers as well. And then I just totally agree with what Jeff just said. We, we do this with joy. If, if I'm to serve the Lord with gladness, then, then I am to preach with gladness. God, God, God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful preacher. So I, I, will, I, will, I will write at times just on top of my notes. I'll just preach with joy. Uh, Spurgeon said, be alive at the very commencement. Uh, so that there's something about exhortations like that that, that, uh, that serve me. And then um, interact with people before the service. Uh, it, it's just a wonderful reminder. You no, know, this is, I, I, my, this text, my preparation, it's all to serve him. It's all to serve her. Uh, there's, there's something about uh, even just a few moments of interacting with people uh, that I would argue, not only is that not a distraction, it, it's, it's just a reminder. This is, you're, you're not performing. This isn't an audience. You, you, you are here as one of the pastors to care for the people of God. Uh, and these are the people that God has temporarily entrusted to you to care for with the gospel. So those would be a few of the things. Um, I'm thinking over the years, um, you, you've kind of talked about being discouraged after sermons. and Yeah, not kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've kind of talked about it, and you've been discouraged. Sure. Um, I'm and, very and familiar how, with that. Yes. how hard that's been. Um, that's still the case? 
can it still be the case? Yes, I think there are benefits to aging. Uh, you know, what, what, I've, what I've learned, uh, this, this, at least this would be my perspective, is when, whenever I've been discouraged after a sermon, normally that means pride is at work in my life. <laughs> pride is at work in my heart. Uh, I think I think there's a difference between being discouraged and and being disappointed. I, I think you I think you can legitimately be disappointed if uh, and by the way I do not recommend uh, immediately evaluating a sermon. Uh, that that's just unwise. Uh, so yeah, I think as as you gain experience in preaching, you realize uh, the the Lord is at work in countless ways you aren't informed of, and and any evaluation of a sermon. Uh, shouldn't be confined to yourself in some ways. You should distrust your evaluation and rely on others to help you uh, with a much more objective evaluation. But I, yes, I, I think if one is discouraged, one doesn't have to spend uh, excessive time examining one's heart to realize that one's motive is amiss. Uh, but I, I think disappointment is different because I I, I want, I, I want to cultivate, I want there to always be in my heart a desire to improve in preaching as a means of pleasing God and most effectively serving. Um, Good. So, what would so, you say to the guy? Or, we're, we're ordinary pastors, yeah, and ordinary preachers, yeah, yeah. and the guy worked hard all God. week and yep. he did his best and he prayed and he was dependent upon the Holy Spirit and he's finished and it was a what would you say to that guy? Uh, what I would and say to that guy is, him? yeah, I would encourage him by, first of all, cautioning him about assigning authority to his assessment of a sermon that particularly immediately following a sermon, he might be the, the uh, you know, the least uh, accurate in assessing that sermon. So uh, I would I would come at him strongly uh, in, in that regard. Uh, I, would, I would try to fill out uh, my evaluation of it for him, talking about different evidences of grace in the sermon that uh, he wasn't aware of. Uh, I would tell him that as he interacts with people, he's going to find that in the kindness of God, um, God was at work granting the gift of illumination as he prayed to different people. Uh, he's going to find that out as as the week goes on. I, I think even any desire we have to to have some immediately affirmative, you know, <laughs> encouragement after a sermon, we we, we just have to recognize that that. Um, Ill motives are, are are no doubt at at work in that moment. So, yeah, I, I would I would I would do all I could to hopefully care for that guy by challenging any confidence he would have in his assessment, cautioning him about coming to any conclusions, uh, encouraging him. You know what? Just start moving among the people and caring for people. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and 24 hours from now, um, you know, 48 hours from now actually is what I recommend. Uh, by the way, uh, Spurgeon makes great points about, about the, the inevitable depression that follows uh, all manner of exciting moments. And he's, he's, he's writing about, I think, the Sunday meeting. So I, I think it's very wise for pastors to realize that if you have prepared all week, then preached your heart out, but Monday is most likely going to have some touch of gloom to it that that you shouldn't assume is is unusual. You you are just humanly exhausted, uh, and so that 
Monday isn't the time to assess the message either. <laughs> I'd say yeah, okay. begin any assessment on Tuesday. So be some of the things I would do to try to help guys uh, prematurely evaluate their sermon. Yeah, good. Yeah, and, what would you say I, to this? And how, how would you address, like we've talked about the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit's doing more with our sermons well beyond our preparation. Yes, yeah. Um, I, yeah. In addition, CJ's counsel is so is so wise. I, I think in addition to those things, I, I think we have to just remind ourselves of certain foundational truths. God called you to preach that sermon. Mm. <laughs> he knew what you were going to do. He knew your capabilities. Uh, there's this. It, it's a. It's just a line from a prayer in uh, mm. the Valley of Vision. I think it's. It, the pastor's preaching, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but uh, there's this wonderful line, you know, I, I, I am bidden to preach today. And I say that every time mm. I preach. Lord, I'm, I'm bidden to preach. I didn't volunteer. Mm. I've been asked yep. to preach. Yep. Not my initiative. Yep. Here I am, yep. Lord. And so you're, you're sovereign over that. Yep. Use that. So you just have to, re- you just have to remember that. You, you have to remember, too, God is faithful. Uh, he is his word will not return void. He is accomplishing his purposes, and he delights to do it through mm. weak vessels. Yeah. You want to be, I want to be yeah. a shiny, strong, yeah. impressive yeah. vessel. Yeah. Um, God delights to use our weakness, and so God is God is faithful. Where is my hope? And then along the lines of what CJ was saying is just recognizing. You know, maybe what we all have. Bad sermons. Yep. We all have. Uh, yep. But yep. the effect. Uh, the, Fouled off a pitch. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yep. Every week. Uh, but but the but the effect of preaching. It, it, they're they're not these explosive moments. Yep. The effect of preaching is cumulative. That's it's so long true. term. Yep. It, it this is a piece yep. of what God is doing in the lives of people and in the life of your church. Yep. It fits in with the pieces that have preceded it's going to fit in with what he's doing we don't design this we can't measure it uh, we can't sufficiently evaluate it we just have to trust okay this week this word is speaking to people uh, by the holy spirit and yeah. it's doing its work and god's going to add to it next week um, i think those reminders of just what's oh really true yep. can settle our soul expose our our false motives and then our sinful motives and then re- restore them with god-centered and god-glorifying motives yeah I, actually you you have to have sowing and reaping has to be <laughs> somewhere in your thinking uh, because so many sermons are a means of sowing uh, i would rather reap uh, I, I would argue that when you are a guest speaker, you normally are reaping, uh, and and you need to realize that the faithful pastors of that church are the ones who have been doing the sowing. Uh, so you you have a more realistic expectation if if you're drawing from those agricultural metaphors, uh, whether it's in pastoral ministry or in the preaching uh, event. And Jeff said it well. It's the cumulative effect. This. There's no single sermon that is going to be a uh, singular defining moment in somebody's life. And it would be wrong to assign to a sermon. Now, I'm not saying that certain sermons don't affect us in ways we perceive uh, more than others. But I would still argue don't, there, was a, there was a season of sowing that preceded that sermon that affected you in a way that you perceived in a more pronounced way. And, and, and we must just keep 
those metaphors, the agricultural metaphors in mind. <laughs> Excellent. Um, CJ addressed the whole issue then of preaching as a means of sanctification, a means of maturing and growing. Yeah, I, I, well, I think it's a very helpful category for a pastor to have in mind that the whole preparation process, the whole preaching experience, the whole evaluation of one's preaching, it, it, it really is, it can be, a me, it should be, it's intended to be a means of sanctification for the pastor. So it's, it's heart revealing, it's motive refining, uh, and if one, one approaches it with that category in play, uh, I, I, I think it can be a means of grace and growth in the life of the preacher. Yes. Mm. Excellent. Um, all right, Jeff, uh, finish us on this. We've uh, talked about the potential discouragements and disappointments and temptations and mixed motives. Um, finish us with just a, an encouragement from God's Word to take away on all of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think with all that's going, you know, all that we, we wrestle with, and it's hard work. Mm. Um, you know, Paul speaks about you know, toiling. Uh, we are to be workmen. Um, yes, it's work. But that should all be anchored in and fueled by and motivated with convictions. We yes. just mm. can never said, allow yeah. our practice mm. of preaching to be uninformed by the mm. theology of preaching. Mm. We must remind ourselves of the convictions uh, that God's Word gives us. God mm -hmm. is a revealing God. He is a speaking mm -hmm. God. Yes. He is the one who took initiative in Revelation. He's mm -hmm. the one who takes yes. initiative towards mm -hmm. us through Christ. Mm -hmm. He's the one who takes initiative towards His people. He draws near mm -hmm. to His people through His Word. Yes. So he is not, we're not overcoming mm -hmm. God's reticence. Yes. Uh, we're not, He wants to speak. Yes. His word is his appointed means of mm. speaking. Mm. He, his word mm. partakes of his mm. attributes, his, where God's word is, mm. God is, mm. and God is acting, and mm. God is speaking. Um, and, and God has chosen mm. to, to, he has chosen preaching as the appointed means by which his word is brought mm. To his people. It is the pattern throughout salvation history. God chooses messengers, weak messengers, sinful messengers, but messengers whose lives he transforms. He uses them to mediate his words. We step, preachers, we step into that stream. Uh, that's the history we step into. God has chosen us. And so, who, who are we to disparage that? Who are we to disqualify ourselves? Who are we to focus on ourselves yep. and our weaknesses yep. when God delights to yep. use our weaknesses? So verses we must never mm. neglect. Mm. Uh, all scripture mm. is mm. God-breathed. Mm. God continues to mm. speak through his words. Yes. Uh, my word, which comes out of my yes. mouth, it shall not return yes. void. Thank you, it Lord. will accomplish the purpose for when I send it. It will succeed in the matter yes. for which I send it. Thank I mean, you, those things must yes. inspire us. Those things must encourage us. Those things mm. must inform mm. our mm. prayers. Mm. And those things must fuel, mm. must fuel our faith mm -hmm. as, as we preach. I think mm. if they do, mm. we'll be much less vulnerable to discouragement. Mm -hmm. And we'll be much more focused on mm. God's faithfulness mm. instead of our weakness. Mm. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, thank you, Jeff. 
you. Yep. Great job. Excellent. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, gentlemen, uh, look forward to next month.